Good morning and welcome to the Gathering Church. My name is John Mark Redwine. I'm the lead pastor and it's so good to have you guys with us here today. Uh, Welcome to Vision Sunday. We are so excited about Vision Sunday. If it's your first time joining us, this is the perfect time to be here. We're going to share with you a little bit about where God is leading us next and and a little bit about what our heart is for this church and for this city. So we're, we're excited to get into that. I know some of you cheated and watched our 9 a.m. service and already found out what the announcement is. Shame on you. You missed out on the big reveal. And so uh, we'll get to that in a second. But first, I just want to let you know a little bit about what's going to be going on here at the gathering over the next couple weeks uh, leading up to Christmas. It's almost Christmas time, guys. Come on. I've been, I've been to Walmart. I've seen the decorations. I'm ready. I'm ready. October 1, I start listening to Bing Crosby. And so Man, I'm excited. Just next week, we're starting a brand new series called Simple Gospel. Simple Gospel. This is a great series for you to bring your family, your friends, co-workers, people you meet, people who you want to hear, a clear and simple presentation of who Jesus is and why he's so important. Uh, Bring them next week. It's just a two-part series. Uh, The first part is called Why Jesus? The second part is called Why Me? So that's going to be a great series. I'm excited about that. After that, on November 4th, is going to be Serve Asheville. Now, if you don't know about Serve Asheville, if you're new to our church, um, we do this every year a couple times a year. We partner with churches all over our city. See, we believe that it's not one church that's going to create a move of God in our city. We believe it's the church that's going to create a move of God in our city. And so we come alongside 12 different churches a couple times a year to get out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. We serve people in need. We serve our city itself. We serve schools. We serve anybody who needs to be served that we can get to. And uh, on the November Serve Asheville, we've made the decision to, instead of uh, coming in here to worship, we worship through serving. And so um, there will be no services at this place on November 4th. So get yourself ready. That's in three Sundays. There will be no services. Instead, we want everybody to come partner with us in serving our city. Now, sign-ups for this go through life groups. And so if you're not in a life group yet, um, don't worry. You can still be a bar to serve Asheville. Just sign up for a life group and go every week. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Get yourself in a life group. What are, you, what are you waiting for? You're missing out on the best thing we have to offer. It's not too late. You can still find one and get in it. Now, if you're not in a life group and you still want to be a part of Serve Asheville, don't worry. We're going to create space for you to serve as well. We want everybody serving at this event. And so next week, we're going to have sign-ups online where you can sign up for Serve Asheville. The week after that, November 11th, we're starting a brand new four-week series called My Big Fat Mouth. Man, I tell you what, I'm excited about this series. Uh, My big fat mouth has got me in trouble a time or two. I'm going to tell you all about it. And so it's going to be a good series. We're talking about how the words that we speak direct our path, direct the people around us. You don't want to miss out on this series. It's another good one to bring people to. My big fat mouth. And then right after that, we start our Christmas series here at The Gathering. I told you it was coming. It's almost time. So all that's heading uh, coming up. We got a, a lot happening Uh, in the future here at the Gathering Church. And man, this has just been a great year for us at the Gathering. So far this year, 24 people have entered into a new relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. That is so good. 
We're so honored to be a part of that, man. We, 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 um, that brings our total over our two and a half years as a church. Our church is about two and a half years old. And that brings our total of people uh, up to 60 people who have entered into a new relationship with Jesus. That means something. That's important, man. We're so excited for all those folks. Uh, our church has been growing in attendance over this year. Last year, this time, we were running about 250 people on a Sunday morning, and this year we're running about 340 people. And so it's growing. Uh, this past Easter, we had about 400 people in attendance, and our trend each year has been that whatever we see at Easter is what we're running uh, weekly by December. We're seeing that same trend again this year, I'm going to tell you why that matters, because it's not about numbers, it's about people. Every single one of those numbers is a person, it's a story, it's somebody getting connected to their purpose, it's somebody finding freedom, it's somebody getting a home, it's somebody who's getting a family. We are excited about what God is doing at the Gathering Church. And so, all of that brings me to this big announcement that we're excited to share. Are you nervous about it at all? I'm a little bit nervous about this. Uh, without any further ado, let's watch the video. Our church started in 2016 with a big dream. A dream that in Asheville, we would start a brand new church where people would have the opportunity to gather around Jesus and around one another. A church where it would be easy for people to discover their next steps, to know God, to find freedom, to discover their purpose, and to make a difference. And over the last couple years, we've been doing just that in West Asheville. But the Gathering Church is growing. And so our dream is growing too. At Rainbow School, we are realizing that we are hitting our capacity. Our facility is getting too small for the church that is growing here. Maybe you can already feel the tension. Our parking lots are slam-packed full. There's a good chance you're parked on top of another car right now. Our kids' classrooms are at their max capacity. Our auditorium is already starting to fill up and feel a little bit crowded. It was time for us to start thinking about a new home for the Gathering Church. So this spring, we began a search process. We fasted, we've prayed, we've asked a lot of questions of a lot of different people. We've been asking God to just bring us to the perfect place for the next chapter of what He wants to do in the Gathering Church. We knew that if we were gonna to continue to grow in our next facility over the next couple years, that we needed a space that could reach a capacity of about 450 people per service because we believe a move of God is happening here. We've been asking God to lead us to the exact right place for the next chapter of The Gathering Church. So our search led us here. T.C. Robertson High School. The auditorium has a capacity of more than 350 adults, ample classroom space, and enough parking for every person to drive their own car. When you come onto the campus at the Gathering Church, you'll be greeted by parking lot attendants helping you find a spot in the closest lot. 
as you come out of your car, you'll come up right here through this entrance into the lobby where there'll be hot coffee, there'll be a Connect Center, and just around the corner, if you have kids, our volunteers will be ready to check your kids in and take them to one of our new large classrooms for our kids' ministry. As you walk into the auditorium, you'll be greeted with an engaging space in a state-of-the-art, high-capacity auditorium. Same gathering worship, same gathering message, same feeling, same culture, but new opportunities. New opportunities for more people to come and experience the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. T.C. Robertson is 15 minutes away from our current location in West Asheville. You know, when we started this church, our dream was to focus in on West Asheville, but as the church has grown, our vision has grown, our reach has grown. We have people coming now equally from all four corners of Asheville. T.C. Robertson is conveniently located just off of Interstate 26, right next to Biltmore Park, where many people already enjoy the shopping and dining offered there. In this area, from the spot I'm standing in a five-mile radius, there are more than 54,000 people living, ready, and ripe for the harvest. I believe God is going to move right here. I believe the best is yet to come. We've already seen God do so many miracles in the life of the gathering church, and this has only been the beginning. I believe God is going to move at T.C. Robertson. I believe hope is coming to T.C. Robertson. I believe that this community will be forever changed by what God is going to do here. So join us on December 23rd at our very first service in our new location, and let's see what God can do. Come on, yeah. Yeah. Whew. I get fired up, man. I'm excited about what God is doing at the Gathering Church. I, I, I can't tell you. There's a lot of seats in that auditorium, church. We're going to fill them up. We're going to fill them all up. And so I, I can't wait uh, about what's going. You know, the last several months, uh, for one, if you know me, I'm not good at keeping secrets. So it's been a hard, it's been a hard journey for me. But the last several months, um, we, we, we have searched all over this city from Weaverville to Fletcher, asking God what the next step was, where we were supposed to be. We've looked down every avenue. We've been in every building, and we met a lot of resistance along the way. We heard a lot of no's. We heard a lot of not here's. We, heard, we, we, we met a lot of challenges along the way, but the very first day that we walked into T.C. Robertson High School, our whole staff agrees that we heard God say, this is the next chapter. This is where we're sending you. This is, this is where you're going next. This is the place that is prepared for you, that I have ahead of time worked on for you. The staff at T.C. Robertson has been hospitable, kind, easy to work with from the beginning. In fact, they basically begged us to come. That's not true if you're watching. I know you didn't, but I wanted to say that. They, they, they just were so, so kind and generous to us from the beginning. And so, man, we are, we are so excited. We have enjoyed so much every second of our story here at Rainbow School and in West Asheville. And I want you to know that this, 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 is, this is always going to be an important place for us, that we, we are not leaving West Asheville. We are expanding the reach of this church. We are, not, we are not departing from this part into another city. It is one city. 
And God has not called us to a neighborhood. He's not called us to a street. He's not called us to a building. God has called us to a city that is in desperate need of His hope and His truth. And so we will be obedient and we will go every single place that He sends us. Now, I'll tell you, I know that uh, there is a natural human tendency that is resistant to change. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm this way. I, if, uh, if Rael moves a piece of furniture in our house, I get stressed about it for weeks. And she loves to move furniture. So it can be a real stressful household sometimes. All right, I get it. I don't like change either. But let me tell you why this is important. I want to tell you a couple, two, two, two big reasons why we're going to do this. Um, I, was, I was in a restaurant near T.C. Robertson, as a matter of fact, uh, last week, a couple weeks ago. And uh, as I was sitting there, I was having my dinner, and I had a beer with my dinner. I don't know if a pastor is allowed to admit that, but I did. And it was this gross, cheap beer because, you know, it was like $2 pint night, and I was like, Bud Light it is. And so I'm sitting there, and uh, the owner of the restaurant has been coming around a little bit, and, you know, checking on everybody, asking how things are going, and he stopped by a couple times. Well, he comes by after I've gotten my meal there, and he looked at my beer, and he said, oh, he said, oh man, what you got there? You know, what kind are you having tonight? And I told him, I was like, um, it's like a Bud Light. And he, and he looked at me and he said, oh, yeah, no worries there, man. I'm, gonna, I'm about to leave work right now and go pound about 10 of them. And smiled a little bit and laughed. And I didn't laugh. I looked at him. I said, well, that's a lot of beer for a Wednesday, man. What, what's, what's going on? You know what, what you're going to go, you and your wife going to party tonight? He had a ring on. And he just stopped and he looked at me and she, he said, no, she left. And then, he, and then he just moved on. And I just want you to know that that guy was reaching out for hope that he was reaching out for somebody to hear him, that he's hurting, that he's broken, and that he is looking for meaning. And there are so many more people just like him in every corner of this city. I was feeling pretty down this week. Occasionally I have bad days. And uh, on Friday I was just feeling a little overwhelmed. I was feeling a little bit beat down. The enemy was coming up and attacking me. And and, I, and honestly, I, I just have days where I just w- wish I had a fishing charter business in the Florida Keys, you know, <laughs> not hurricane season, but you know, any other time. And I was just wishing that I was sitting on a boat somewhere and, 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 and I was feeling down and I was driving and, and we had my whole family in the car. We were leaving from having dinner with some friends who care for us well. And as we were driving away, uh, a worship song was playing on our, on our stereo. It was a new song called Hallelujah here below. And we're driving and uh, the, the refrain is just, it sings hallelujah over and over again. And my three-year-old sitting behind me just starts belting out hallelujah with everything she's got. She's just off key. I mean, it's bad, you know. And she's just singing hallelujah with every ounce of her being. And she stops and she just says, Daddy, it's so much fun to sing hallelujah, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it so much fun to sing hallelujah? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. Oh, it's like, yeah, baby. It's fun to sing hallelujah. And, and I just felt God say to me in that moment, right there in the car, through my three-year-old, there are just too many children in our city who don't yet know how much fun it is to sing hallelujah. And I will not quit, and I will not stop, and I will not slow down until there is not a child left in this city that does not know what my three-year-old has the privilege of knowing. And so we'll just keep on moving and we're going to create space to grow because we have to create space to grow. We're going to create room because we need more room. We're going to create seats because there are so many people who can fill those seats. Church, we can't stop. 
We can't slow down. We've got to allow our church to grow because too many people are hurting and are desperately in need of a family, desperately in need of hope, desperately in need of freedom and purpose and everything that they can only get in one place, church. There are people in desperate need of Jesus in West Asheville, in North Asheville, in East Asheville, and in South Asheville. And so we won't stop until we have reached every single one of them. As long as God allows us, we will do whatever it takes to keep growing, to keep bringing hope, to keep making room, to create parking spaces. People need to have an easy time finding a place to park so they can know God and find freedom and discover purpose and make a difference. I'll tell you why I do it. Because I know there's going to be a day where I'm going to meet Jesus. And it's going to go like this. And I've got a picture. And if you know better theology than me, don't correct me. This is my picture, okay? <laughs> I'm going to wake up one day. I'm, 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 going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to hear my name called. And I'm just going to wake up. It's going to be bright. It's going to be clean. And I'm going to, I'm going to walk forward and Jesus is going to be there. And I'm going to not know what to say. When, I, when, I, when I'm excited, I, my mouth just runs nonstop. You know, I just keep going. I'm just going to start like saying things and, and worshiping. And I'm going to want to fall down on my knees. And he's going to reach down and he's going to pick me up. And he's just going to say, you don't talk first. I get to talk first. And it's going to take everything in me not to talk in that moment. And he's going to look at me and he's just going to say, welcome home. Good job. I'm glad you're here. We've got a space prepared for you. The Bible says it could go like this. It says the master replied, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things, and now I will put you in charge of many things. Like, more things, God? Are you sure? He's going, now I'm going to put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Come and share your master's happiness. Listen, church, we're going to get there. And I want to make sure that with the time I have here, that I spend every second, every moment I've got bringing as many people with me as I can. He's asked me to do one thing. He's asked me to just, just be faithful with this message of Jesus. And so I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to listen. I'm going to, I'm going to share. I'm going to make room because one day we're going, to, we're going to meet him. And I can't wait to hear him say those words. Now, Maybe you're wondering, what's my part? What do I need to do? Maybe you're getting excited. Maybe you're like, all right, let's do this. What, what do you need me to do? What, what can I, what can I, you want me to put a sign up somewhere? You want me to, you want me to spray paint it on the school? I'll do it. Don't do that. All right. Listen, I'm just telling you, I had some rival high schoolers in here thinking I'll spray paint something on the school. No, don't be doing that. Okay. Listen here. There's a couple ways that you can partner with us in this. We invite you to partner with us in every way that you can partner with us in serving. If you're not on the dream team yet, now is the time to go to growth track and get on the dream team. This isn't just for us. This is for you. We believe when you discover your purpose and you start making a difference by serving with the body of Christ, you will find the meaning you have been looking for your entire life. We want that for you. And we need the dream team to work together and to work hard to make it work. This is a big facility. We want to fill it up with smiling faces, with people that make new people who are coming in feel like they're at home the second they get in the parking lot. That's our goal. That's what we try to do. Join us in that mission. Join the dream team. Partner with us by telling every single person you have ever met.
Tell everybody you know. Get your phones out. Start texting people right now. Tell them, listen, on December 23rd, Christmas Eve services, Christmas Eve Eve services at the Gathering Church at T.C. Robertson. You got to be there. We got a lot of seats. We're launching with two services, and we plan to fill them up. Let's get there, church. Let's tell people. Let's start letting people know this is happening. I'd encourage you to partner with us in giving. In giving. Now, we don't talk about giving all that much at the gathering, church. We, we teach the tithe. And we believe that the tithe is obedience. And, I, and I'm not shy about talking about that from the stage or, or teaching about that from the stage. But in order to do this move well, we're going to have to buy a lot of equipment and do a significant amount of marketing in order to let people know we're moving. And anytime you move a, a, a whole church like this into a, into a new facility, a larger facility, there's a lot of costs that go along with it. And so, in order to do this move well, it's going to cost us $75,000. Now, at the Gathering Church, we don't make very many big asks for giving. We, we, teach, we teach you just to give out of what you've got. Give right now. Percentage give. Prepare to give and all of that. I don't believe in creating moments to give on impulse. That's not what we do. We've never done large-scale capital campaigns. In fact, if we do talk about money... We'd rather talk about how much money we're giving away. This year alone, we've given more than $25,000 away to missions, local, global, and national. Come on, somebody. That's a lot of money for a, for a two-year-old church. We'd rather, we'd, if we're going to boast, we'd rather boast about what the Lord is doing. And so I'm not going to ask you to give to this move, but I will ask you to ask God. I will ask you to ask God what He would have you partner with in this move. And so instead of doing a big offering today, we're going to take up an offering. We're calling it the forward offering because we're moving God's dream forward into the next chapter. And when it's going to be, we're going to do an offering on November 11th. I want to tell you why we're doing it a few weeks from now. I want you to pray about it. I want you to plan for it. Uh, God's Word says uh, in 2 Corinthians 9, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not under reluctance or compulsion, but what you've made a plan for. Let's be wise about our giving, church. And so I want to give you some time to make a plan, to ask God, God, what's my part in this? How do I give? We've set up an account. on. You can give online. You can, you can do all the, all the ordinary ways. You can give in a check or cash or online. And online, it's called the forward offering. So you can go online and select the forward offering and give to this specifically. We'd invite you just to, on November 11th, we're going to ask God to provide $75,000 for this move. And our staff is all praying about our personal part in this. We invite you to join us in prayer over yours. Now that's all I'm going to say about that, okay? You can ease, you can let the tension ease for a minute. If it's your first time too, I need you to hear me say, this is, this is not for you. We're asking the people whose family this is, whose vision this is, whose dream this is, to partner with us in this dream. Now I want to spend a few minutes sharing with you exactly what we do here at The Gathering. I want to tell you what we do, why we do it, and why it matters, and how you can be a part of it. All that, all that. i got like 15 minutes. I'm going to sum it up for you, okay? Um, listen, the, the gathering's vision is simple, and it's been very simple from the very beginning. We exist to lead people to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. That is it. 
That is what we do at the Gathering Church. We believe that is God's plan for us. We believe that is the path that He's laid out in Scripture for us. It's very different than the plan the world has for us. You know, the plan the world would, would promote that, that we seek outside of God's will is the, is the desire to know me, find fame, discover a platform, and make a dollar, okay? And I want to tell you right now that that pathway does not lead to meaning. It does not lead to purpose. It does not lead to satisfaction. It does not lead to joy. It leads to emptiness, sadness, loneliness, and wondering why. Solomon, who was a great king of old, wrote a book called Ecclesiastes. And in chapter 2, verses 10 through 11, he says, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the reward for all my toil. Yet when I surveyed all the work of my hands and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. You see, too many people in our city that haven't realized this yet. Too many people are still chasing after all these, these different ways to fill this void they feel in their lives, this desire for meaning. Every single person has a desire for meaning. It's one of the greatest searches of humanity. And there is only one place it can be found. And we look everywhere for it. We try, we try, we reach and grasp at straws, just trying to, just trying to put something in this gap we feel in our lives. And, and it's just, it just leads to the realization sooner or later that everything is meaningless that none of this matters, and wondering what this is all really about. Our goal as a church is just to answer that question for people. It's just to meet people with a simple, easy way to step into the, way, the reason that they were created. That's why we're here. That is what we are doing at the gathering. Uh, we see it laid out plainly for us over and over in Scripture. One of my favorite times is in Ephesians Chapter 1, verses 17 through 18. This is the message. It goes like this. It says, I ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing Him personally. Listen, God doesn't just want you to believe in Him. God doesn't want you to just know who He is. It is not enough to know about God. God wants you to know Him personally to be intimate with Him, to have a relationship with Him, to speak to Him, to dream with Him, to let Him speak to you. Our desire is to partner with people that they would be able to know God and learn how to speak to Him the way a child speaks to their father. To know Him in the way that we have a relationship with somebody we dearly love face to face. That's our heart, is that you would know God and know Him personally. Once you do that, that, it would, that your eyes would be focused and clear. It says your eyes focused and clear. We've all got things that distract us from our vision. Pastor David talked about this last week. He said this idea that the vision in your life directs the fight in your life. And too often we get focused on little things that distract our vision and push us in the wrong direction. We get stuck in the shame of our past and constantly deny ourselves joy in our present or deny ourselves hope in our future because the pain of our past or, or, or the, the shame of what's happened is keeping us from being able to see it. We get stuck in addictions, present, past, current. 
We get stuck in bitterness or so many other things that hold us captive and keep us bound up. Jesus says in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's appointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to announce that captives shall be released and the blind shall see. This is the gospel right here. That the downtrodden shall be freed from their oppressors and that God is ready to give blessings to all who come to Him. Because of Jesus, you can have freedom. We want to stand beside you while you find freedom. We want you to know you don't have to keep going through life bound up to the things that distract you. God's got a vision for your life that is bigger than you've ever imagined, and He wants to remove everything from you that would keep you from it. We want to lead you to find freedom. And then it says, so that you can see exactly what it is He is calling you to do. Once we are free from all that has stood between us and our purpose, we will be able to discover our purpose. The purpose you were born with. Whatever dreams you've got for your life, God's dreams are bigger. Whatever, whatever you feel inside you stirring around, these dreams, this passion, these desires that you've always had, that you thought, I'm made for more, God put them there before you were born because He had a dream for you before you were born. We want to walk next to you as you discover this purpose. Because when you do that, you will be able to, and it says, grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of the work of his work in us who trust him. You will make a difference in the purpose you've been given, and that is the only place in this life that you will find the meaning and satisfaction that you have always searched for. This is our mission. This is our vision. These are our values. This is what we've done so far at the gathering, and this is what we will continue to do. We'll do it here in T.C. Robertson, and every other place God leads us. We did it as a church of 25. We will do it as a church of 300. We will do it as a church of 500, as a church of 1,000. Wherever God takes us, we will keep pursuing this vision. So what, what do you say, church? Will you join us in this calling? Because here's what you need to know. This calling is not my calling. This is not the vision God's placed on my life. This is the vision He's given this church. And this church is not a leader. This church is not a staff. This church is us. It's a family. It's a people. It's a body moving forward together in the same direction to bring hope to a city in desperate need of it. To be a light in a place of darkness. This is our vision and we need to do it together. Maybe for you it's time. Maybe it's time to say, I'm ready. I, I, maybe, maybe you've always had excuses about why you, you're not getting it. Maybe you're just watching and, and you're not getting involved in this vision because of all these reasons. You know, one day it'll be a better, be more convenient or, or I'm, I'm just not really sure if, you know, if I can do, offer anything. Or you've got, you've got all these one day scenarios. Everybody does it. One day this and that. We do it in life. You say one day when I have kids, everything's going to be the way I want it. And then when you have kids, you say one day when the kids move out of the house, things are going to be the way I want them. We say one day when I get that job, everything's going to fall into place. And then you get the job and you say, one day when I retire, I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it. You see, we just keep saying one day, one day, one day. We keep finding reasons. Maybe today is the day. 
Maybe now is the time to put vision in your life. 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, For God says, At just the right time, I heard you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. And indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Maybe it's time. Maybe one day is today. Maybe it's time for you to commit your whole life to God. Number one, commit my whole life to God. Here's what I mean. Every part of you. Everything. Here's what I know about following Jesus. You can't do it a little bit. It doesn't work if you just try it a little bit. It doesn't work if you just test it out. You've got to give everything to this. It's all or nothing. Go all in with God or it doesn't work. It won't. You can't decide to go to a life group but decide not to be too vulnerable and think you'll find freedom. It does not work that way. You can't go through growth track and just go through the motions and think you'll discover your purpose. It's all or nothing. You've got to make worship a priority. Show up on Sundays. Join the dream team. Get vulnerable in groups. And you will begin to lead people closer to Jesus as well. And it will all begin to change you. I promise. But only if you go all in. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Every part of you. Don't give it a little bit. If you're searching for hope, you're not going to find hope a little bit. It's all or nothing. We have a guy that serves in our church named Matt Dunn. Matt Dunn came to our church in a season of hurt and brokenness. Uh, he, he was in a new season that he never expected. His life had gone a direction that he had hoped it never would. And, and he came to us feeling a little bit lost and just in need of a family. And he came into the right church. Because he walked in here and people came around him and said, Hey man, what can we do for you? I can see that you're in a season. How can we walk it with you? And Matt made a decision. Matt decided he was going to go in with everything that he had. You see, that's been almost two years ago, year and a half ago, I think, by about now. And, uh, and Matt has barely missed a Sunday since that moment. If he's in town, he's at the gathering. I'm telling you, he got in a life group and he right away began to take the mask off and get vulnerable with people. He began to tell people things about him that were uncomfortable for him to share. But he's, he's wanting to find freedom so bad, he's willing to go all in in order to receive it. Matt discovered his purpose in a way that is giving him new life every single day. That video we just watched was because Matt is making a difference Serving in his purpose. Every video you see at the gathering, if it's good, it's because Matt was helping us. I'm telling you. And it's because he's gone all in. And I promise you, if you ask Matt on your way out the door today, whether he regrets any of it, he would give you a profound no. Because this is his family. He is my brother. And he has gone all in on what God is doing here. You will not regret it. I promise you. Once you've decided to commit your whole life, then it's time to surround yourself with the right relationships. I love the Proverbs that are really obvious, but we don't do them anyways. <laughs> I like that. Like Proverbs 13, 20, it says this. It says, um, walk with the wise and become wise. Isn't that deep? Woo! Solomon just dropping bombs. 
How about that? You get around smart people, you become smarter. Who would have known? I just thought they'd get dumber. It says, for the companion of fools suffers harm. We believe this, right? This, is a, this seems like an obvious fact, and yet so many of us keep making bad decisions and surround ourselves with people making the same bad decisions. And we wonder why our life isn't going the way we want it. We surround ourselves with people who affirm the decisions that we make, who, who cheer us on no matter how silly it gets, and it, and it just isn't going the way we want it to go. I'm telling you, you need right relationships in your life. If you want things to get better, surround yourself with people whose lives are getting better. That's how it works. It's very simple. I had a guy call me a few weeks ago. He's been a part of our team for a while here now, and he called me, and he's another one that's just gone all in. He's surrounding himself with all the right people, and you know, something changes, things that you couldn't see before. When you get around people that are, that are walking with Jesus, when you get good relationships around you, it's like a scale falls off your eyes, and you realize things that people were telling you were okay are not okay. And he called me one day, and he just said, I need you to know how much I appreciate you just inviting me into this family. I, I need you to know how much I appreciate you giving me the, 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 the responsibility, the goodness of the responsibility to serve alongside this church. Look, I, I, I've been struggling with something for a long time, and, and it came up again yesterday, and I, I, I wanted to tell you that it came up again yesterday because I want you to know that I'm making a commitment to move forward. I'm making a commitment to make changes in my life. I'm making a commitment to find freedom in my life, and, and this isn't going to be who I am anymore. And I just said, praise Jesus, hallelujah, and I hung up the phone. I didn't, I didn't. we talked about it for a while. But listen, all, this, all of that is happening because this, this guy has surrounded himself with right relationships. He's in a life group with people that are pushing him forward. He's surrounding himself with people that say, you know what? It's okay to be not okay, but it's not okay to stay that way, and we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep moving closer to who God dreams we can be. You've got to surround yourself with right relationships. If you get in a life group and you start to be vulnerable and you start to say, I want to go here and right now I'm here. Can you help me get to there? People will link arms beside you. You will be amazed at what the people of God will do. They will surround you and carry you to the freedom that you never even thought was possible. You can be free. Somebody needs to hear it today. You can be free. You can be free. You don't have to live in it for one more day. You can be free. Find freedom. Get in a life group. Surround yourself with the right relationships. And once you do that, then it's time to discover your God-given purpose. Discover your God-given purpose. Listen, before you had a pulse, you had a purpose. God put it in you. He dreamed it up for you. When, when you. when He was making you the way that you are, when He was giving you the heart that you have, the gifts that you have, the dreams that you have, He was doing them intentionally to lead you to the purpose that He planned for you. Ephesians 2.10, one of my favorite passages, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do the good works He prepared in advance for us to do. He's got an assignment for you. 
It's always been there, and He wants you to find out what it is and to press into it. And listen, that desire you've always had for meaning, to have satisfaction in life, to have more, it doesn't come from the better job. It doesn't come from the bigger house. It doesn't come from the nicer car. It comes from discovering your purpose and serving God and serving others in that purpose. I'm just telling you, that's where satisfaction lives. Discover your God-given purpose. Today is growth track step two. It is the perfect time to jump in. You're getting step one of growth track right now. So if you missed it last week, no problem. Join us today after this in step two. Discover your purpose so you can start making a difference. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. I wanted to tell you that no matter where you are, where you are in life, no matter who you are, no matter what circumstances you have, it is not too late for you. There's no exceptions to this. I've got a friend who has MS in our church, and and uh, and if you don't know about MS, it's a very very difficult disease. To I mean, it, it limits your mobility. It affects you in almost every way. It's hard. And his wife serves in our kids team, and so they get here early so she can help with our kids team. And he was just sitting in the car. And one day, uh, Robbie noticed him sitting in the car, and he said, "Todd, what are you doing sitting in the car, man?" Todd said, well, I, you know, I just, Ravonda's serving, and I, and I don't know how I can get involved. I, you know, because of my MS, I don't know what I can do. And Robbie said, well, Todd, you sure do have a beautiful smile. And Todd was like, that's a little bit forward, Robbie. <laughs> and he said, can you say hi? He said, yeah, I can say hi. And he said, then I'll get you a stool, man. Let's, let's, just, let's, get, you, let's get you engaged in the local church. And I want you to know that next week, you're going to see Todd smiling and telling you, welcome to the gathering church when you come in this place, because it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are, how old you are, how young you are. God has a purpose for you, and you can make a difference in that purpose. Join us in this, church. And then after you've, you've discovered your God-given purpose, it's time to live your life doing something that matters. Live your life. So much of our time goes to things that just doesn't, don't matter. Large chunks of our life go to things that don't matter. I don't know about you, but when I get to, the, to that moment where I'm talking to Jesus and the scales start to tip, I just hope that I did more that matters than that didn't matter. I hope I spent more time helping people than watching Netflix. I hope I spent more time leading people to Jesus than talking about Jeeps. I don't know right now. i got a lot of work to do. I, I, I just want I just, I just to give everything I've got to this, to live my life in a way that matters. It's, you can live your life in a way that matters. It makes me think about Danielle. She discovered her purpose, man. Danielle's been at our church since maybe the second week that we started. And for a long time, she came and she listened, maybe like you do every Sunday, and she just wasn't sure where her spot was, what, what she could do. And so she went through growth track. She remembered this heart that God put in her a long time ago for missions. Before we even had thought about missions, Danielle said, I think God wants me to serve here in missions. So we made her our missions coordinator. Right now, tonight even, Daniel is making preparations, leading a team of 10 people, making preparations planning, doing the work, so then in about four weeks, we can take those 10 people to Guatemala and put on a children's program for kids in death, for 150 kids in desperate need of the hope 
of Jesus. Listen, you can make a difference. You can. You can do something that matters. And when you do, you, you, the, the, the Bible in, uh, in Exodus, as it's talking through these four steps, it, the, the Israelites, when they, when they celebrate it, in the Seder every year in Passover, they celebrate these four steps. A long story. I've gotten down a rabbit hole. But I just want you to know that that last step, make a difference. In the, in the Seder dinner that the Israelites still celebrate, that the Jewish people still celebrate, they have this cup of wine called the cup of praise. The cup of halal. The cup, it means everything in your body finally says, this is it. This is why. This is, this is my reason. This is what I'm here for. This is what I was made for. I feel good. I feel great. This is why I'm, I exist on this world. You can feel that. You can experience that. Discover your purpose and start to make a difference in that purpose. Let's do it together, church. Let's do something that matters. God matters. People matter. So let's serve them both with every single thing that we have. David prays in Psalm 90:12. teach me to number my days that we may gain a heart of wisdom and so I've just asked God to teach me to number my days to remember that my time here is short that I'm, I'm passing through that I'm heading somewhere eternal that I've got something else waiting for me after this and that in the moments that I'm here let me give every single thing I've got to doing something that matters let me make sure that in these moments if I'm numbering my days that I'm doing something every day that brings another child closer to knowing the joy of a hallelujah. Help me to do something every single day, God, that matters. Help me to help people find that purpose they were created with. God, if you would just use me. Just use me, Lord, every, every day. Give me the opportunity to see somebody's eyes light up when they realize there's more to this life. I just want to do something that matters partner with me in it. Maybe it's time for you to join us in this. To live a life doing something that matters. When you do, you will find the joy, the satisfaction, the peace you were created to live with. Because one day, we will meet Jesus. We will. If you, if you just, I mean, there's, you, don't, you don't have to do anything to, to meet Jesus and to be accepted into his kingdom. You just got to accept the grace and the blood of Jesus. It's that simple. Come back next week. I'll explain all about it. But he still cares about how well we cared for others. And when I meet Jesus, I just want him to say, welcome home. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy I prepared for you. And I just want to make sure there's as many people there as I can. From this moment forward. Let's make a difference together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for who you are, God. We thank you for, for what you've called us to, Lord. We thank you for the dream you've given us, God. We thank you for planting us in this city, God. For calling us to this city, Lord. God, I thank you for the dream that you have for the city of Asheville. That this city, this city up here in the mountains, Lord, would become a light for the rest of the world. That this would be known as a city of hope. That this would be known as a city that is captured by your purpose. God, I ask that you would just, just plant the seed of vision in our hearts that we would see there is more. God, I ask a blessing over this season as we transition, as we move, as we make more room, as we empty more seats. God, make us faithful to continue to serve with everything we've got in this season. 
and be glorified in it, God. We do it, we're doing it for you. This isn't for us. Lord, we don't need to be known. We don't need to be seen. God, we just want them to see you. God, we just want you to be famous. We just want children to know your name, Lord, to worship you, to honor you. We want parents to worship you, to honor you. We want people, Lord, to believe there's more, God. Just keep using us for this. In Jesus' name, amen.